A good day and welcome to episode 54 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. And this week, we're rejoined by the Android Queen, lately going by the Outlaw Queen because she's deep in the Western Frontier of Red Dead Redemption 2. Kate is with us again. How are you both doing tonight? Doing fine, partner. Oh! Sure. We're sure. doing the whole podcast <laughs> in character. Howdy, folks. <laughs> you are These the are most good. conspicuous cowboy I've ever seen. <laughs> I also like horses. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> so how are your weeks been? It's been a long one over here. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's we're, we're on another Thursday. Yeah, it's snowing. Oh, that sucks. No, yeah, it's snowing right now, which is exciting. Is it? I know. How exciting is it really? I enjoyed the first snow. I have like yeah, I do too. I've got good like snow gear too, so I feel like if you have good clothing options for the snow, it's like not that bad. Yeah, and there's really nothing more beautiful than that really nice city snow when it gets mucked up with all the dirt oh. and the street trash. Nothing as serene <laughs> as a very beautiful city landscape covered in brown snow. I hate the snow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really it. Yeah, and that's so your whole. Your whole week has been defined by this one snowstorm. <laughs> well, I worked from home yesterday. I got Fallout 76, and I played mm. that. How's that going? Uh, I'll probably give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Okay. It'll be interesting to see where the game is six to eight months from now. Mm. Kind of my thoughts but, on it. Yeah. But what I'll say is that it's definitely one of those games that like your experience in it, at least for me, wholly depends on who I'm playing with. So, you know, right, right. That's what I was expecting. We get to play with. Yeah, we have some fun people that we get to play with. So, like, obviously, I'm just going to enjoy being in a video game with them. So, how about you, Kate? I've just been playing Red Dead and things escalated last night. Um, I don't want to spoil anybody, but I'll just say that things escalated pretty quickly in that game. And I'm interested to see where it goes. Apparently, I'm like 41% done, according to the little save file. So, Wow. It's a long game. Yes, I need everybody to pressure Kate on social media to finish the game so we can record a spoiler cast for everybody. Don't you all want that? How badly do you guys all want a spoiler cast? So you need to get Kate to finish the game. Okay. Get me out of work for like a week so I can play it for eight hours a day. We'll send uh, the kidnap squad. Speaking of the kidnap squad... conspicuous by his absent as usual lately is manny um and so last we left him he was somewhere in guatemala roaming around that's what i heard this time i've heard through the grapevine can't verify this information but i've heard that he's actually transcended space and time completely (laughs) and he's just become an idea floating amongst the cosmos it's pretty it's pretty incredible when you think about it that's a rumor we got to investigate but where do we even start to investigate that? Bermuda Triangle. Is that where? Is that where he did? Yeah, you got. I don't know. Go there Is that so where that you transcend can... space and time? That's where you teleport through. Allegedly, time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... that's that's a good place to start. We could check there. We could also check Mars. I feel like Mars would be a good spot. We... All right, so we'll go find him there. In the meantime, though, on his path to enlightenment, as usual, he left the house a fucking mess. So we got to clean it up. Please give us a follow on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Plus One Player, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. We also have a Facebook 
That's facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check us out all over social media. Find our tweets, our Facebook posts, our Instagram pictures, where we'll share everything that's happening on the website, which of course is plus one player.com. Head on over there. You can find all of our articles, all of our podcast episodes, any videos we do, and the entire library of our content catalog. So if you're feeling nostalgic for some old articles of maybe plus one player past, go give it a look. Go deep into the archive. It's fun. Additionally, on the website, we have links to our social media accounts, so you can find our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. We stream just about every single night of the week. And again, still kind of sticking with Red Dead and Destiny, and of course, Overwatch. That's always thrown in there from Matto and Christine, so always having a fun time. So go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player. Give us a follow, watch some of our streams, come hang out with us. We promise you'll have fun. Also on the website and in our Twitter bio, you can find the link to our Discord. So if you're interested in hanging out with a rad group of people, we have great conversations all day, all night about video games, movies, television. Again, the hilarious memes. Still Pikachu reigns supreme. That's a that's a strong meme. Two weeks running. Good, yeah, good for that's, that. That's a two-week yeah. running meme. That's yeah, pretty I'm impressive. Not sick of it yet. You don't see that in the meme world these days, folks. But come on and join the fun, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case I will never want to talk to you. We won't give you a welcome, and you're not allowed. So, suck it. Bye. And after all that, if you've enjoyed what you find on social media, if you love the podcast, if you're enjoying the articles, any of the other content, and if you love hanging out with us in Discord, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, feel free to throw us a buck or two. We promise that every single dollar we get will go right back into the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. We have a fantastic group of supporters that's been growing recently, and we're so thankful for all the support that everyone's giving us. You guys mean the absolute world to us. T-shirts are going out this weekend, so hopefully by the time, well, not by the time this airs, but hopefully by end of next week, y'all will have your T-shirts, and we hope you It'd wear them proudly. It'd be a very exciting miracle. It would be. Aww. We'll see how the post office does. And of course, we can't oh. finish housekeeping without mentioning our biggest oh. Patreon supporter, <laughs> and that's Nerdiest Brands. Nerdiest Brands is the sponsor of the show. So if you don't know about Nerdiest Brands, they are a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. House is fucking clean, bitches. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh my God. That's aggressive. <laughs> I know. All right. So episode 54 of the Plus One Player Podcast. As always, we have an insane amount of great things to talk about. It never ends the amount of good things we have to talk about. It's always exciting, isn't it? Have you noticed... Everything we have to talk about is exciting. It's never dull. It's spicy. That's all. <laughs> so let's kick off some of that excitement. We're going to throw it on over to lore connoisseur Matt Martinez, and he's going to set the table on this very special Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. So if you and yours all celebrate Thanksgiving, we wish you the happiest of holidays. So Matt, what's on the menu tonight? Well, we're going to start out. Appetizers will come out. And we'll start off with some G2 CAG Thanksgiving edition. Tasty. Then for the main, you know, main platters, Brussels sprouts, the turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, we're going to do what we're thankful for in gaming. So uh, we had some great participation on Twitter 
and you know just some features in games lately or, or things that have been popping up in games that we're thankful for uh, so we're going to talk about those uh, and why those uh, those particular items make games great and then we're going to close with the news so our cherry pie or apple pie or pumpkin pie whichever pies, pies whichever pie you prefer that'll be our dessert we'll talk about the news and then we're done all right so i'm gonna throw it over to the host of g2k to kick it oh off god who could it be welcome to get to know a gamer also known as g2k i'm your host larry rutabaga filling in for matt pat Back again from the dead. Welcome to the game show in which I ask in-depth questions to our panel of contestants so that our studio audience and at-home viewers learn more about the complex and diverse backgrounds of the voices they listen to every week. Tonight's the Games Giving Day episode, so get ready to listen to our contestants gobble up the competition. Let's get to know a gamer. This first game is called Stuffing Summit. If you remember, we played this game last year and our contestants failed quite oh, hard. Did we? Well, I who don't don't check the tapes, please. Don't. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna go delete that. <laughs> Each contestant will receive a question that must be answered with a rhyme. Oh, I remember this. Do yeah, our contestants terrible. each know what a rhyme is? Yes, Larry. Yes, Larry. Also, welcome back, Larry. We missed you. Oh, thanks. I missed you guys too. You know what? I will pose one question to each of you. And so whoever comes up with the better rhyme will win that question. Yes. Very so, objective judging as always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our panel judges. We come judges. to expect nothing less from G2K. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So here's the first question. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side? So think of a rhyme to answer that question and then we'll share. I got mine. All right. Kate. Sure. I'm ready. All right. Sure. sure. <laughs> Steve, why don't you start? Does the rhyme just have to be like two sentences? Like yeah, a it's short. Yes. Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. Mine's just one sentence. Is that okay? That's, that's fine as long as it okay. rhymes. Yeah, it rhymes. Load up on the pork stuffing. Otherwise, I'll take nothing. <laughs> oh, how lovely. Oh, I thought it had to rhyme with your question. No, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> like, it had to rhyme with side. Well, that's an interpretation. So I'll ask you the question. Kate, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? If it weren't for the green beans, I would run and hide. (laughs) Good. I was going to think you were going to go with, I'll take, I thought you were going to go with, I'll take the pot of Tide. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's creative, though. Kids, don't Um, do Tide pods. Don't 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 eat Tide pods. Our judges are tabulating right now. So we'll move on to the next question, which is, which game that you've played recently has been quite fun. I'm gonna. All right, I got one off of your question. Okay. I'm. I'm going with that format. I'm sticking with that format as well. Are you also um, ready? No. I'm ready. Sure. Ready. Right, Kate. You'll start off. What game have you played recently that's been the most fun? Red Dead Redemption Two as an outlaw on the run. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. All right. So Steven. that's also the game, but I have a different run. Okay. What game? have you played recently that's been the most fun has to be the western with the man and the gun oh those are good good. yeah wow all right Uh, (laughs) looks like our judges are saying that's a tie you each have two turkey feathers a piece oh okay craft some 
improved arrows with that. Yeah, that's exactly Red what Dead I thought. Reference. <laughs> Let's move on to our next round. A little game I like to call Turkey Tickler. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm going to ask Is that what ra- the feathers are for? Yes, tickling. Okay. I'm going to ask rapid fire questions and whoever gobble gobble ins first gets to answer and gets a chance at those pumpkin pie points. Delicious. Does that make sense to you guys? So, so it's you, like a triv it's a trivia situation. Yes, but you have to say gobble gobble. Right. That's your ring in. Okay. Okay. First question. Which major company just pulled out of E3? Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. Steve. <laughs> Sony. That is correct. All right, question. This parent company is unhappy. Gobble gobble. <sighs> yes, Kate. Activision. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rest of the question I knew was, what it was gonna be. with yeah, Bungie's was... Destiny 2 performance. <laughs> All right, next question. One apiece. Which meme is better? Don't say it. Or stunned Pikachu. Gobble, gobble. gobble. Stunned Pikachu. Yeah, stunned Pikachu. Oh, I feel like that was a tie. Who called in first, Larry? I don't know. I couldn't tell. We need the slow motion. We don't have tech. On on my end and on the video replay that I will have, I got in first. On my (laughs) end, of course he would say that. On my end, it was Kate. The only evidence we have is the video evidence. That's true. Do do you do you have any evidence? Next question: What is an exciting new feature of the new mobile game Blades? (laughs) Gobble gobble. Yes, Steve. Uh, I have to go out on a limb here and say portrait mode. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. That means Steve wins Steve turkey wins. tickler. And that's all the time we have, folks. I have the absolute pleasure of crowning this year's gravy god as Steve, which I believe that makes you a two-time G2CAG winner this, this year so far. Even though you've you the you you won the Jack O' Lantern, tapes, dude. right? Yeah. Lost tapes. The lost tapes. Someday, hopefully, we get to release those because it'll show that I am the two-time were... Jack O' Lantern jester. Which yeah. I'm gonna get a championship belt for that, just because I can. You know. Yeah. Well, I hope you folks have a lovely holiday. This is Larry Rutabaga signing off. Remember, please spay or neuter your pets, and good night. Bye, Larry. Bye, Larry. Oh, so good to see Larry again. Yeah, he he really took me off guard with that Blades question. I just... Yeah, you just started giggling. <laughs> I could. You gotta be on your toes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you needed... You were giggling when you had to be gobbling. I know. So, it... That's just... All right. Well, now we are going to move on to our topic of the pod, which is uh, what we're thankful for in gaming. So we've each come with some items that we want to discuss about things that we really like in gaming this year um, that either happened or just uh, uh, parts of games that are that are really great right now um, to express that to you all. And then we also got some submissions from our Discord community and from Twitter, so we're going to share and discuss those as well. So, Steve, do you want to start off with some of those items? Are we doing the community ones? Yeah, let's start with the community items. All right, so the first one we get from the community, and this was on Twitter from our buddy Carlos Fontes, and you can find him at the Carlos Fontes, and that's F-O-N-T-E-S for the last. I've been playing older games lately via Xbox backwards compatibility, and it's made me so thankful for newer games being much more forgiving when it comes to checkpoint placement and third-person camera control. And I got to tell you, I 
agree wholeheartedly because I remember at least with like the third person camera control and naturally Matt's probably going to roll his eyes when I say this, but when it was introduced in metal gear solid three, the subsistence version, it completely changed the game and it made it so much more easy and smooth to control. And so now we just see that as commonplace in games. Like look at how awesome God of War was with just like moving that camera and it had the, um, it had it mapped to the button. I think it was the down button. So you could quickly turn like a 180 degree so you could see behind you. That's that stuff like didn't exist, you know, mm. in last in the, in the last generation. Well, not, I guess, Two generations more, ago. Yeah, more like PS2 and Xbox. But yeah, it's it's just been so fascinating to see like these small little improvements just improve the quality of life in all these games. Mm-hmm. I love like checkpoint placement right now. I feel like in the games that I've been playing, it's just been like spot on. I don't know. I feel either developers like realized, oh yeah, this is what we we're supposed to do. <laughs> it's just like a quality <laughs> of life improvement that just makes it like way, way, way better. I agree with Carlos. Yeah, it's quite an improvement from old games. And when you go back, they really show their age in that way. And it's- Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, it's a little frustrating, but fortunately the devs have figured it out. I was gonna say, going back to playing like Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2, where you have to have the typewriter ink to save at the typewriter or not the ink, but like the ribbon. So you have to find a typewriter and you have to make sure you have a ribbon on hand so you can actually save your progress. That's insane. Like, could you imagine a game making you do that now? There's quick saves oh, at like every turn ridiculous. Now. Yeah. I also just like, just like the ability to save where I'm at and leave, you know? That's it's just fantastic. Like, yeah. We all got lives. We got, you know, do you we? gotta log off. You gotta log off. Well, sort of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, but I agree. Like, it's one of those things that they completely figure it out, and it's just such a small quality of life thing. And so now we don't have to worry about, oh, man, I have to get to this certain point or all my progress disappears. Yeah. You can just save. And that's why I love, like, the SNES and the NES Classic, like, things like that, where now you can have those save anywhere points uh, on those games that mm. were so unforgiving. Because sometimes you just want to play for a little bit, and you get to a part, you have to stop playing, but you can't save it yet. Now, with that technology, yeah. you're able just to make a save point. And it's just little things like that that bring so much more enjoyment. And it doesn't like cost the dev anything. It's just right. like a small little thing that just makes our lives better. So hopefully next, they'll figure out that carry weight is really stupid. And uh. <laughs> stop limiting how many items I can carry, for the love of God. If I want to carry an entire <laughs> yeah. kitchen, let me. something related that i uh like now as well it's like sort of related to to just like quality of life is in like single player games i feel like developers that offer different difficulty levels have sort of nailed the progression that if you want something like pretty challenging they'll have that difficulty for you if you just want like the story and to go through and enjoy it and play the game which is like sometimes what i want you know if i'm especially if i'm playing an rpg like they've got that mode for me where i can just do that you know yeah here's the thing is that i like playing competitive multiplayer games so like if i want something challenging and hard i'm gonna play one of the competitive multiplayer games that i play if i just want to chill like i'm gonna go on divinity and do it on like the second to lowest difficulty and just hang out and like read quests (laughs) and stuff like that you know i don't want an extremely challenging difficulty for every single game i play there's different i hear you yeah Yeah. 
So I feel like a lot of folks that offer difficulty levels have been hitting that on the head too, which is cool. All right, so I'm going to bring up another one from the community, and this one is from our good friend Bear. You all know him uh, as sub Bear Share, sub to Bear mm-hmm. on Twitch. He's very entertaining, so I highly recommend you go to twitch.tv slash Bear Share. Good Sometimes. man. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so he posed this in our Discord, and he says, team-based PvP to build camaraderie and make friends in those sweet moments uh. of clutching due to communication, or better yet, laughing at a terrible or otherwise amusing play. Doesn't happen much anymore, but I adore the clan aspect of casual competitive gaming, working on strategies, practicing, coordinating as a team. And then he says, I miss SOCOM now. Aww. We all miss SOCOM, Bear. We all miss SOCOM. You know where that strategy stuff's happening right now? Where's that happening right now? Destiny 2. <laughs> I would I would add to Bear's comment that, you know, I don't really play PvP, but I think that still applies to a lot of PvE mm-hmm. multiplayer games as well. The same you know, overcoming obstacles together, camaraderie, um, definitely is something that I'm also grateful for. So yeah, you don't have to play PvP to get that feeling. Exactly. And that honestly, that was one of the best parts about Destiny. Like, I play Destiny mostly because of the PvE. Like, I enjoy... Oh, for sure. I enjoy going through the story. Like, like, like we've talked about before, me and Manny played the entire original campaign together, and that was a blast. And then we, we didn't really play Crucible too much other than just to get, like, the weekly rewards. Yeah. I'd much rather like get a good group of people to have fun with. We can joke around and then we can actually do the more serious things like strikes. I still want to do raids. So that's why I'm becoming a PC destiny player. So Matt Whoop. can sharpen at me on a raid. <laughs> yeah. The raids are really fun. Exactly. Cause it lends itself to like that serious strategy making where the other, otherwise when yeah. you're just doing like public events or strikes, cause strikes aren't really as intense. Yeah, they are still pretty easy. fun, but yeah. So it has a good mix of those elements. And uh, on top of that, it kind of tying into what he's talking about, like this camaraderie team element, one of the things I'm grateful for is party chat so you can mute other randoms who are just playing music in the background. Big fan <laughs> of prioritizing party chat so that way when you do get a group of people who are trying to work together and actually play the game as it's supposed to be played, you can do that without somebody ruining your fun. So thank you, Party Chat. I love you. Thanks, Party Chat. Cool. Do we have any other community submissions? Yeah, we got a couple others. So the next community one we have is from our shout-out from last week, Merovingian, a.k.a. Mike. He says, I'm thankful for companies like CD Projekt Red and indie developers and people that are actually still interested in making good games, not bottom lines, and also games journalists who don't shill in spite of the damage it does to them professionally. I think we can probably unanimously agree with that sentiment. <laughs> oh, for sure. for sure. That actually yeah. touches on two of mine. Nice. What are they? Yeah. So two of the things that I was thankful for, um, for sure, in gaming this year is that, like, there was a lot of, like, negative talk in the beginning of the year of, like, single-player games are dead, blah, blah, blah. And, um, of course, like, a lot of us thought that that was foolish because it is. Um, and... I'm thankful for single-player games not being dead. They're actually, like, thriving. We had God of War. We had Spider-Man. We have Red Dead. All of which... We have uh, Celeste. Ah, yes. What are the other... We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They're all... They're all Game of the Year nominees. It's all single-player, right? Uh, Monster Hunter World is, I think, the only one that's multiplayer. 
Right. And it's like a multiplayer focus. Every other one is a single player yes. game. And I'm like super excited that they're doing so well that developers really want to make them because they make great games. And so I'm excited for more single player games to play. That was also one of mine. So ah! add a little check to that. No, I was going to be exactly what he said. Just that I was thankful that so many great single player games came out this year to kind of prove to people who want to throw this around that single player games don't sell well well red dead had like the best sales sales out of any video game ever the best sales the best sales the best sales, <laughs> the best sales. <laughs> red dead had the best sales out of any video game i think ever in its first week so tell me and it's like first three days yeah so yeah. single player is dead how so yeah, yeah. yeah that was definitely one of mine as well the other one i had was the uh, that related to Merovingians was uh, the continued rise of good indie games. I think that is like oh my god, super I love it. cool. And you've played more than I have this year, Steve. So maybe you could talk to that one. Yeah, honestly, the indie games. First of all, they're easily one of my favorites because no matter what, they're always cheaper than the sixty dollar AAA games. And so right away, that's instantly going to entice me because we we have other bills like we always have things we have to spend our money on so sometimes you can't always afford to buy that $60 game that week because you need to pay for a vet bill that came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but that that's life though like stuff like that comes up so when you see like "Ah, I really want like a so like when you feel like you really want like a new game when you're looking through the shop if you see like a $10 game that has some pretty good reviews or it has just like a really interesting description you're more inclined to be like, yeah, it's 10 bucks. Let me just grab that. And then all of a sudden you get lost in that world. And that's that's what happened with me with uh, West of Loathing because they were talking about it. I heard Jared Petty talk about it a lot on Kind of Funny Games Daily. And he was like, honestly, it's like this like stick figure, humorous Western. And I picked it up. The artwork is as simple as it gets. It's basically like a 2D scroller. I guess it's kind of like a 3D scroller because there is depth. Like you can move forward and backwards. But it's just stick figures on a white background. And, like, you can change, like, the hat that you wear. And, like, you can technically change the clothes that you wear. But nothing really changes. But immediately, like, two minutes into that game, I unlocked this ability called Funny Walking. And so every time my guy goes to walk, he just does something different. Like, sometimes he'll walk on his hands. Sometimes he'll roll. And it's just, like, this this simple game. But the quests were so good and so interesting. And, like, the story that was building... And it's one of those things I could just pick up and play for like 20 minutes at a time, do a couple of quests, have some fun. And they were challenging. Like there was like puzzles involved. So, and that was a game I paid $11 for. And I've had a ton of entertainment with it. I keep going back to it when I just have nothing else to do. And obviously, I mean, we've talked numerous times about the messenger and how great it is and how I need to get back to it, but it's suffering from the backlog right now, unfortunately. But that's another one that blew me away. Like, I was never huge into like those Ninja Gaiden style games when I was a kid because as we've said before like mostly when I was a kid I was just playing like sports games and mostly like action adventure. I was never really into like the platformer too much other than like Sonic. And so The Messenger sucked me in like I never thought it would and this is the same year that I played Celeste and I was blown away by that game. It was another game that I never expected I would actually be interested in and it was a game I could not put down no matter how many times I died in a level, no matter how many like times my thumb was throbbing because I kept having to jump back and forth and fall I kept picking it up and I can't say that about too too many games and it doesn't even have to be like something with a spectacular story or quest line like something as cheap and simple as like stick fight 
which yeah. was like what 10 12 dollars or something like that no on... we paid five bucks <laughs> oh we played five bucks and got like maybe in total five to eight hours of like fun in that game but like mm-hmm. that is an indie game that like someone i don't even know if it was one or two or three developer however many people worked on that but like brought us a great amount of fun for like five bucks and that's like thank you so much for like the developers out there that are making those games that like bring a fun time to people yeah you know yeah yeah and and going along with that i was gonna say that like i don't know there's something very inspiring to me playing something that i know like only one or two or a handful of people worked on whereas Mm. you know with these like triple a games you know it's like hundreds or thousands of people behind the scenes and it's just that somebody just one or two people sort of sitting at home and teaching themselves coding or whatever were able to create this whole world a game like undertale or something that's just one guy i don't know that's like that's really inspiring and awesome to me and you don't i don't I know that everyone working on like Red Dead or whatever is incredibly talented, but they're kind of like faceless, if that makes sense. Um, so I know, and it, you know. It, it sucks for them because like obviously they shouldn't be because like that right. it, it, totally. it takes a ton of work. But that's the thing yeah. is it's I, I I feel like what you're kind of alluding to is like it's just like a more intimate experience. Like you feel like you're almost having like this conversation with yes. this small well, because group of it's people. their it's their that creator's vision sort of unadulterated, yeah. whereas with a triple a game that's going to be it's going to have to go through a lot of people it's going to be watered down it's going to be mm-hmm. have to pass focus groups and all this other stuff that i completely understand why that is that way but i don't know with indie games you're likely to get something probably a little more unique and maybe innovative right. i was just going to say like it's like buying something from etsy versus like going to h&m or something you mm-hmm. know yep. like both are equally solid stores whatever but like when you get something on Etsy, it's like, oh, like someone in their home like made this for me. It's it's just different in a yeah, cool totally. way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and for me, what kind of changes the experience is like obviously from Paxi's last year when we got the chance to meet Thierry and talk to him, and then when I went to Fig Fest in Boston this year and just talking to these people who were working full time jobs and making these games in their spare time, and there was a couple of groups. I think there was a mother and a son who made a game together and there was a father and a son who made a game together. And it's just like this overwhelming joy that they express every time they talk to you about it. Like Mm. it, it doesn't take Mm -hmm. much and you can just like feel this outrageous passion. Like this is something that they just want to make. Like they want to create this experience for anybody who wants to take the time to enjoy it. And like you said, you just don't really get that all the time with some of the bigger games because a lot of the times, like Mike mentions there, a lot of times they're kind of like bigger studios are just focused on a bottom line. And while they're making incredible games and they're loaded with talent at these studios, it's just different because these other Mm -hmm. people, a lot of times they're not making it for money. They're making it because they want to make something. Like they want to share something with somebody. It's like us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. We got... All right, so we have two other ones. We have one from Liz and one from Christine. So let's go with Liz, and then we'll wrap it up with Christine, and then we'll do some closing thoughts on our last... Uh, what we're grateful for. Things that we didn't get to touch upon in the community stuff. So this is from Liz. I'm thankful for communities such as this. People who are welcoming to us casual gamers that are willing to be patient and play with them. LOL. 
That means laugh out loud for anybody out there who doesn't know what LOL means. You never know. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe lots some, of some love. Grandparents listen to this. <laughs> lots Aww. of love. Also grateful for indie devs making cool games as well, like Mike said. So we get another tab for cool indie games. But basically what she's saying is she's grateful for the plus one player community. And I got to tell you, I feel like this is probably going to be unanimous on our three here. We're all pretty grateful for this. Oh, you hate it? Is that what? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I would say we're all pretty grateful for this community too. And honestly... For sure. That's, I think that's like the overwhelming thing here is video games community in general, like it gets a bad rap and sometimes for Deserve, good reason. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely good reason for some of the negative perception on it, but between plus one player and the folks we've got to meet on this incredible, outrageous and unbelievable year long journey. And then in just like meeting other people at like conventions and stuff, there's a lot of amazing people out there who are just so interested in talking about not only video games but just like about your day like there are so many people who are willing to meet new people and i think that's one of the the like the coolest things that we've seen it's very tough to have this conversation with cat butt <laughs> I'm, in the sorry. Face. <laughs> I'm sorry i'm trying to get her to not step on the keyboard because i'm worried she'll like turn the computer off probably that's what she's probably trying to do because she's a cat <laughs> oh he, <left. laughs> he quit i thought you rage quit for a second yeah, I no, I agree. It's nice too that like, it's like an everyday thing to like everyone goes on our Discord and says, "Good, Good morning, morning," or like, yeah. having coffee. Like I have still haven't met either of you in person, so soon, <laughs> soon. dude. It's amazing how many times we've done a podcast where me and the other person have met in person, but me and you have not met. In person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so it's just nice to like. You know, maybe I'm in the middle of the day and it's stressful and I can just pop on the Discord and, like, look at some funny memes or, like, chat with people in Destiny chat or, like, I don't know. It's not, and it's not just about games either. We have, like, a lot of stuff going on. So it's just cool to be a yeah. part of that. And going to back to what she said about, like, the casual thing, I love that there is such a diverse range of, I guess, like, seriousness in gaming in our community. There are definitely people that, you know, just play here and there. And then there are people that are like very serious about overwatch or whatever it is they play so i love that like champions no one... we have a member who's very serious about champions what's his name <laughs> to again? the exclusion I... of all else i don't know i don't know it's like jutsu or something i don't remember what it was <laughs> jutsu kaijutsu it oh it's jutes that was oh it's juice it's jutes right. yeah jutes is always talking about champs yeah. Quaker. He's t- it's like oatmeal. He mentioned he wanted oatmeal, to be in a yeah. bathtub of oatmeal the other night. It was weird. I don't know what he's trying to say most of the yeah. time. With the exception of the Jutes, you know, I love that everyone sort of accepts everybody else. No one is like, oh, you know, you only play on Switch. You're a loser. Like, what? Like nobody's judging. Well, yeah. maybe Tambo's judging a little bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be so mad at that shade you threw at him. I'm definitely keeping that up. <laughs> I love your shade relationship. You both throw oh, yeah. so much I mean, shade at each other. I mean, he hates Nintendo, so what I'm can I say? I'm genuinely waiting for the day where Tambo and Kate just come to fisticuffs. <laughs> Might happen. But, you know, what I was saying is that everybody's really accepting of everyone else, and I think that's great that there's no elitism or anything of that nature in our community, which is pretty rare, I think, in gaming. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I've so. said this before that we've been really fortunate. I think I said this when we talked about like the the look back or like the happy birthday Ombra episode, mm-hmm. Ombra R.I.P. So I said like we've been very F. fortunate that we've we haven't had to like ban anybody, anybody. or. Yeah. like very even like warn anybody except that one time where bear posted the picture of him on the toilet that was interesting. <laughs> what a so, good memory i mean that yeah it's that was little funny. things like that we got that cleaned up we cleaned up the house it was a mess it was a mess <laughs> yeah but honestly like it's it is incredible that we kind of all have stumbled into this crazy thing like even how me and kate met like literally just standing in line going to Bethesda day at PAX. And all of a yep. sudden it was just like, Oh, Hey, let's talk. And then I'll, I think I gave you the, the metal gear solid book. on yeah. PDF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so from there we chatted, went out for drinks and then she came into the discord and now she's on plus one player. Yeah. And like, it, it's incredible how just like little things have all come together so nicely. Mm-hmm. And we've met so many amazing people. And that obviously goes for the person who brought up this whole topic. That's Liz. She's awesome. Sure. Like we, yeah. she came into the Discord immediately, said she felt like she was at home, which was one of the nicest things I've heard about what we've done here. Like that's easily like the best compliment we could easily receive, is when someone new comes in and just says, "Yeah, this feels like home." Like that's what we're trying to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And just like she said, like this is one of the main things I'm grateful for is like all these awesome people that we've got to meet. I think that ties into christine's message too doesn't it all right and so like matt said this ties in perfectly to what christine said and she goes aside from the ability to connect with people around the world and form wonderful friendships like the ones i have with many of you here in this discord the sheer amount of enjoyment i've gotten from so many stories is amazing from the mess that is kingdom hearts to the beautiful world of okami video games are a fantastic form of interactive storytelling and i'm very much looking forward to participating in them and more of them excuse me uh, oh yeah we've gone over this so many times how we yeah i think we all feel like video games are like probably one of the best forms of media just because it is one of the only ones if not the only one that can fully immerse you in the story where you are part of the story yeah and i think that like you know relatively speaking video games are still in their infancy as as a media so like i'm so excited and interested to see where they go from here you know like in 10 years after film was invented, nobody thought about that there would be Academy Awards and that it would be this, like... Oh, the talkies, eh? Exactly. It was just, like, this, like, okay, that's what people go to see when, you know, they don't have anything to do, whatever. But, so, like, I'm just, like, so fascinated to see where video games go in the future with regards to art and storytelling and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Totally agree with Christine. Matt, where do you see some of the storytelling elements kind of moving forward? And honestly, what are some of your favorite parts of storytelling in video games? Like, is that something you are grateful for? Is this something you're enjoying currently? The thing that I like a lot is lore. Well, I guess this ties into what I'm playing most recently, which is Destiny 2 Forsaken. I'm so thankful that they turned that game around because it has such a rich world you know, whether it's related to quest lines or whether it's related to uh, little stories that you pick up and you get to read. I mean, I, I just love that stuff. I love learning it. I love talking about it. I love thinking about, oh, what's going to happen next? So whether that's in Destiny or uh, we were talking about backlog of games, I just, I've, I've owned the game since it came out and just started playing it. Divinity 2, Original Sin. Like, 
oh my god, what a good story in that game. I was really happy to see the Switch in God of War from like hack and slash just push through to like full-fledged RPG. I was excited about the shift from uh, in the Assassin's Creed franchise to Origins and now to Odyssey, all storyline focused. Like all that stuff is really good and really excites me personally. And it just like moves it in a direction that I think is more rich than maybe previously. Yeah, I definitely agree because what we've seen is more of a focus because we just talked about this in one of the other ones where single player is definitely not dead. We're seeing like this real focus on strong narrative. Like you said, God of War completely reinvents itself, turns it into a completely unique experience. And now you're going to start to see, I'd imagine, copycats of that. Like you're going to start to see, I feel like that no cut camera angle that just flows seamlessly into cutscenes. But before that, we really didn't see it. And now, obviously, with, like, uh, Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human, and then you saw games like Life is Strange, The Walking Dead, all the Telltale series, rest in peace. <laughs> but, like, you, it's kind of like a copycat league, in, in a sense. So when one studio does something well, you see these other studios try to do it well at the same time. And so you get, like, all of these unique stories on things that you never could have dreamed when you were a kid. We've said numerous times this is kind of like the golden age of video games because we're really seeing it kind of hit its stride, like, on its way to its peak. I'm so excited to find out what's to come in, like, next generation. How can they possibly advance on what they've done? You know? It's very exciting. Nice. So those were all our community thankfuls, and some of ours mixed in. But do you guys have any any lefts that you haven't talked about yet? I've got two. Yeah. I got, I got, I got two. Nice. Kate, why don't you start? Oh, okay. Um, so I feel like this might be a little controversial because it's like kind of a negative as well. But I know that people rightfully say that gamers are entitled and can be really cruel to devs and stuff on Twitter. And I don't I don't agree with that. But I, I do like that people are making their dissatisfaction known, like with the whole Thank you, Star Wars. I don't disagree with that. No, I, I, I don't think it's good to harass devs on Twitter, like oh, individual oh, okay. people. I think it was like I don't, weird. I don't like that part. But the right, fact right, right, that right, like right. the Star Wars Battlefront Two loot box fiasco, you know, the fact that everyone just kind of took to the internet in droves and were like, we're not okay with this. I, I actually really like that. That sort of, I don't think that game ever came out in a great way, but it did sort of let EA know that like, hey, we're not gonna let you just like piss on our leg and tell us it's raining kind of thing like Ew. we see what you're doing we're not gonna stand with it i'm sorry <laughs> so hopefully i'm articulating this well and i know you guys are laughing at me but no i i like that people aren't just seeing things that they dislike in gaming and laying down and taking it i like that they are standing up for what they want and they're letting the developers know you know we're not okay with this. We're not going to buy your product. So hopefully in 2019 and 2020, we'll kind of see the evolution of that where they stop some of these practices that the fans at least seem to almost universally be against. So that that's one thing that I'm very thankful for. Yeah, that was actually one of mine. Mine was specifically significant pay-to-win pushback from the yeah. community. I am very thankful for that because pay-to-win is garbage. Uh, loot boxes that offer pay-to-win mechanics are garbage. 
and it should never be acceptable in video games. And I hope that, you know, I think the Battlefront fiasco was like the thing that set that off. I just hope that that continues for every developer that tries to offer consumables, you know, for real money. It just should never be pay to win ever, period. Mm-hmm. End yep. of story. So I, I hope that nobody tries it in the future just based on, on those items. Yeah. Cool. Um, Steve, what about you? All right. So I have two left. One of them, I have said this in the past. I am an unapologetic Sony fanboy. And so naturally, I am thankful for Sony PlayStation 4. So today, the day that we're recording this, this is five years ago today is when PlayStation 4 came out. I took the day off work so I could get mine at midnight. I set it all up, installed it. I remember the first four games I bought were Madden 25, Killzone Shadowfall, Battlefield 4, and Call of Duty Ghosts. So I woke up super early the next day. Like did I just kept my alarm set for work like I normally would. Woke up at like 6 in the morning and just gamed all day. And it was fantastic. And I've had five years of enjoyment ever since. Nice. I've had so many fun experiences. Just this year alone, I got God of War, Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man. Obviously not a PS4 exclusive, but like Red Dead. That's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. But seriously, I'm very, very grateful for Sony PlayStation. I've loved PlayStation. I stuck through them even when PS3 was not looking so good at the beginning. Mm. It definitely found its stride at the end of its life cycle. But I, I've loved every single day I've had with my PS4. From day one, they had a pretty solid lineup of games. They always have great exclusives. I've been so satisfied with just about every single PlayStation exclusive I've played. The past two years especially. Thank you, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a fucking great game. Can't wait for the sequel of that. But it just leaves me so excited for the future. I'm very... like they They completely turned around what they did with PS3, with PS4. And I'm so excited for the prospects of the future. And obviously, we'll talk about what happened today as well in patch notes. Because mm-hmm. they're doing some bold stuff. They're making some choices that is... It, it's leaving people wondering what they got up their sleeve. But like I said, it's really just got me excited. So thank you, Sony, for making me a happy boy. Yeah, oh, he's wrapping <laughs> the PlayStation sweatshirt beers. I'll say I'd be thankful for the PS4 as well, but I actually dislike Sony as a company, so I'm not thankful for them. Okay, well, I'm thankful know. for PlayStation. That's like the, my. It's like the chicken or the egg. Without Sony, you don't have PlayStation. So you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thankful, buddy. Well, I only have one more, and it's like pretty particular. It's very weird. But oh, I okay. love this. What do you uh, got? Well. <laughs> I am thankful for MMO level scaling that has basically become the way that MMOs uh, do leveling now. Um, I don't think there's like a fantastic MMO out right now. There's BFA, but there's a lot of problems with BFA. Um, But the idea that you, you know, can go into any zone and all of the enemies scale to your level so that you can go where you want and do what quests you want in any order you want, dependent on what story you're interested in, is just a really nice way to be able to play an online game uh, so that you're not running into like, you know, artificial walls because this coyote is level 50 and you're level 10, you know? Like that just (laughs) doesn't make sense from a... Excuse me. That just doesn't make like a vicious coyote just ruining your day. 
Yeah, and those like leveled zones uh, were definitely super popular, but now they're like mostly a thing of the past in the MMO genre, which I just am like really appreciative of. I like level scaling a lot. I think it just makes sense. Um, who and, who mm-hmm. else does level scaling besides ESO? WoW does now. They, they oh, shifted. WoW does now. Okay. Yeah, they have a larger, like there's certain ranges, but the ranges are, are way larger uh, than they ever used to be. So there's scaling gotcha. there. I didn't yeah. know. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. they made the change. Because yep. I, I really enjoyed that in um, Elder Scrolls Online for same. all the same reasons you said. And, yep. you know, it's nice, like, if you have friends that have been playing for eight months and you've been playing for two weeks, you can still hop on and do, like, a dungeon with them or they can join your quest or whatever. And it's not yeah. just like, oh, okay, you're just going to kill everything in one second and i'm not going to do anything you don't you still feel like you're contributing even if you're a lower level or vice versa so right it it makes it like super easy to hop on with people and you don't have to worry about oh well it's going to take me two weeks to catch up with you so why even bother which mm-hmm. i feel like is kind of the mindset in mmos that don't do that sometimes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree yeah so that was my obscure one <laughs> yeah do you not guys have obscure. any any others? I have any one. Any other left. things you you're thankful ones? for? Mine's like even more obscure than Matt's. So oh my god, do it! <laughs> I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, well, and it kind of ties into my patch notes as well. Um, so, what you guys, you two know, but a lot of people may or may not know. Like, I am a huge Final Fantasy fan. Love it, love it, love it. And I am thankful. I don't play it that much anymore, but I am thankful that Final Fantasy 14 is doing good by the franchise. Um. Hmm. I, I feel like they've kind of lost their way with the last few mainline games, which I still enjoyed, but I feel like the Final Fantasy XIV devs really listen to the community. They really pay attention to what people are interested in and what people complain about. And they also bring back a lot of... They play on fan nostalgia a lot, which is really cool because I totally fit into that <laughs> member berry crowd where you know you throw an FF6 member member bury my way and i'm just like oh i love it so i'm just grateful that there is some development team over there on square enix in japan that is actually still as in love with the series Mm. as i am so that's my super obscure thank thanksgiving feel staying on brand i guess with the obscure ones uh (laughs) mine is i'm thankful for hideo kojima i think his whole persona of just like being the weird excited guy about video games really just brings this awesome bit of hype to the whole video game world i love how he's so stoked about death stranding that it's at the point even the actors in the game have no fucking clue what they're doing what the game's about but they just are like i bet it's gonna be great and listen I've been skeptical of Death Stranding for sure. (laughs) I have been skeptical about Death Stranding because I'm very convinced there's a chance it might just be a walking UPS simulator. I'm a little worried about this. But at the same time, every time Hideo Kojima pops up with whatever little new tease he has, he's just always so excited. I love following him on Twitter. He just tweets, like, joy all day long. Sometimes he'll just tweet, like, his soup that he's eating. No caption, just a bowl of soup. I think it's fantastic. Everything about Hideo Kojima just makes me happy because I am an unabashed Metal Gear Solid fanboy. And I'm loyal to him forever. Thank you, Hideo. 
this is might sound really pretentious of me, but I think he's <laughs> Matt's already nodding. He's an auteur, you know, he's like the David Lynch of video games. Like he doesn't he doesn't play by other people's rules. He That's great. does whatever he wants. And in a lot of cases, that has been something that's like really innovative and memorable. So yeah. again, like we're just the Kojima circle jerk. I realize that, but you know, you've got your Spielberg Whoa. and you've got your like Stanley Kubrick and they both appeal to different audiences and they both have value. And I think Kojima is definitely more in that auteur category. Yeah. So, video games would be yeah. a lot less entertaining if he wasn't around. I can yeah. guarantee it. There's a reason why Metal Gear Solid is an acclaimed series that we're going to do a spoiler cast on, which is really not really a spoiler cast, but me and Kate are just going to talk about all the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> games for hours, and uh, we hope you listen. And even if you don't, we'll listen to it. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. It'll still be fine. Matt's now looking at his phone and not... Yeah, <laughs> Matt is clearly not thankful for <laughs> we, we've lost him. I give up. Honestly, I had, to, I had to throw that in there because I know Manny will appreciate that as well. Wherever he is floating amongst the cosmos because yeah. he is now just the idea of Manny. I'm uh, I'm also thankful for Henry Cavill's oh. wig. In, uh, You're the, the only Witcher. one. Very thankful for and that. And the party city that he bought it from. They're also thankful. <laughs> and mm. about to spiral. But honestly, we've had a lot of good things to be thankful yeah. for. Games over the past few years have been just a real hoot, if I do say so myself. The last two years have been fantastic. So there is Just tons of things so to be many things. For so many things. And also, a huge thank you to everybody who reached out to us with what they're thankful for. Uh, this yeah. has been a lot of fun. We're yeah. trying to do that more often now and just kind of see what you guys want to talk about. And Yeah, so, so keep your eyes peeled on Twitter and all the social media like earlier in the week because that's when we sort of call for questions. So if you ever want to contribute, just watch our Twitter yeah. or Facebook and chime in. Yep, and as always, if you got anything that you're thankful for that we didn't mention and you didn't reach out to us in Discord or Twitter, feel free to give us a call, 347-509-5620. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the next podcast. We actually have like three voicemails today. If we, uh... Wow. Yo, that's exciting. So we are going to move on to Patch Notes, where we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Today is Patch Notes 11.15.18. I'm going to start off because I know you guys have a bit uh, girthier of topics to talk about. So I'm just going to do a quick fan service to all our Destiny players out there. Ryan Gillum on Polygon, just 6.47 p.m., right as we're recording this, released that Destiny 2 Black Armory, which is the next DLC, launches December 4th, reveal set to happen uh, a week earlier, so two weeks from now. We'll get details on Destiny 2 Black Armory, which is an expansion coming out. Bungie has been pretty quiet about what's actually in that expansion, which is kind of exciting. Uh, And it'll be particularly exciting to see what happens in the storyline, because I am fucking (laughs) ready Ready. for whatever's going to happen next. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Um, Hopefully, it is chock full of content chock full of good storylines so so we'll see and we'll get details i guess in in when this releases one week from from release of this podcast so that's my quick update okay kate why don't you go next okay so my patch notes is from ign by joe screbbles screbs sounds like a 
Sounds like a German name. Scripts! Uh, Square Enix begins work on AAA title for PS5. Oh, shit. So, Square Enix Luminous Productions is apparently working on an unannounced new AAA title for PS5. It was spotted by a Reset Era user on a since-removed LinkedIn profile for 3D character model lead artist, which included the next-generation game as part of his work at the studio. So, this... So he's looking for a job and wrote that he was working on a game that wasn't released yet. I don't know. I mean, do you maintain your LinkedIn if you are happy with your job? Probably not. Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, so to, to go along with what you just said, last week we learned that the Final Fantasy 15 director, Hajime Tabata, um, quit luminous and square enix as a whole and is creating his own studio and it led to the cancellation of the three um in development ff15 dlcs so yeah whoa you didn't have any weebs on last week to talk about that on patch notes (laughs) so (laughs) nope no makote cosplayers so anyway i i think it's interesting because we got both a confirmation that ps5 is probably coming out sometime sooner rather than later and that square enix is working on some new title whether that i don't know if that means final fantasy 16 or completely new ip but anyway just just interesting um and i don't know who is in charge anymore since tabata left but you know it took them 10 years to make final fantasy 15 so we'll find out when we're all 50 you know (laughs) you know what they they uh they tabata figure it out didn't <laughs> All right, Steve. On that note, well, yours actually leads perfectly into mine because note. if they're building something for PS5, that's why I think this is happening. So this is from Variety by Brian Crescenti. PlayStation skipping E3 for the first time in the show's 24-year history. So, going to read some of the article here. Sony Interactive Entertainment currently riding high on record sales of its PlayStation 4 gaming console. This is not part of the article, but it's over 86 million, by the way. That's a lot of fucking consoles. Won't be hosting its annual press conference or showing up at all during next year's massive E3 Expo. The news was buried inside the Entertainment Software Association's announcement of the 2019 show that quoted competitors Nintendo and Microsoft. Sony confirmed their absence in a statement to Variety. As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, according to the statement. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. This will be the first time in E3's 24-year history that PlayStation will not be attending the event. It is also the second major PlayStation event canceled by the company in recent months. They actually canceled PSX this year. This kind of all ties in because the article goes on to mention that we know their PS5 is in the works. They've mentioned it. Mm -hmm. It's not a secret. PS5 is happening. As we expect, it, this is the typical cycle of game generations. We're at year five of PS4 right now. It's usually about six years when they release mm-hmm. a new system. So this is nothing new. What is incredible, this is in, a massively bold move on their part because they're basically saying, look, we don't need to be at E3 and one of two things will happen. 
E3 will not go well, and people will be like, hey, man, I really wonder what it would have been like if Sony was there. Or E3 will go really well, and people might be like, uh, do we really need Sony? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bold. Like, Blizzard does its... Blizzard has been doing BlizzCon for a few years now. Like, it's not like a trailblazer thing to do. I, uh, and I know E3's, like quality well, yeah sort e3 of has changed in the recent what years ever since yeah. they opened it up to the public it's, yeah it's not it's not been what it was but to put it simply but this is yeah. huge because this is now one of the the big three so to speak sony microsoft nintendo just basically right. being like we don't need e3 we can do our own thing why well, yeah and i don't think that's I, I think that's true i don't think any actually big developer at this I point agree. does need e3 but it's also like, i don't know it's like a little frustrating because now like like blizzcon charges for like blizzard charges for mm-hmm. blizzcon and now playstation sony is going to charge for theirs and microsoft is going to charge for theirs so it's like splitting up the gaming community to like you know and, and then you have like small folks like us we're like we can go to fig fest we can go to pax east but like us small folks like won't we be able to go to like Microsoft Fest right. and Sony yeah. Fest and Fortnite Fest and you know it's just yeah it's like too <laughs> it's too much for for us to be able to do so in that way it's like kind of disappointing but um but to say that it doesn't make sense is false yeah like, because it makes when you look at them. when they announced PS4 it wasn't at E3 it was at their own event and hmm. Microsoft did the same thing they didn't announce Xbox One at E3 they announced it at their own event. And so you're starting to see that more often where these companies will just be like, no, we're going to do our own thing. Like, look at how Sony treated E3 this year. They're like, we're not going to show you anything new. We're just going to show you extended looks at things you know are coming. That That's what I was going to say. Their E3 showing was not spectacular. I mean, it was... I, mean, I thought it was creative. Like it, sure, but it, it wasn't in terms of like new. what you just said, yeah. it's not like we got any big sort of crazy announcements or anything. Yeah. One of the so. things I was seeing, too, is people are, like, saying, well, maybe Sony just doesn't have anything to show. It's like, well, wait a minute. We know they have things coming in 2019 that are huge. We know that they have Days Gone. And, again, I understand Days Gone is more of a niche market. Like, it's not getting a huge ton of hype. I feel like people are – they're just, like, either going to be interested in it or they're not going to be interested in it. Like, there's going to be no middleman when it comes to a game like Days Gone. But they still have The Last of Us 2 in the works. They still have Dreams in the Works, which is coming down the pike, and you know that's coming in 2019. And they have Ghosts of Tsushima, which is going to be most likely coming in 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. And so right there, that's three big games on top of everything they did this year. So it's not like they don't have a lineup. So it's not crazy to be like, all right, let's not waste our time and money and manpower on putting together E3 showcases, and let's just focus on building games for PS5. Because there are a ton of studios out there we haven't heard from in quite some time. And I guarantee those studios are working on PS5 titles. And when the time is right, Sony's going to unveil PS5. And they're also going to unveil, you know, four or five games to launch the system with. And once again, they're just going to be like, you can come play with us because we have all these exclusives. Or you can play somewhere else and miss out on a lot of, like, these single-player experiences. Yeah. Makes sense. It's crazy, though. Like, it's still just baffling that you, there's going to be an E3 without Sony. Like, I always look forward yeah. to the Sony press conference, and now it's just like, well, there's a huge there's a huge hole in it for me. You know, obviously, because, as I've said, I'm a huge Sony fan. I, was, I just was thankful for them. 
But <laughs> so there's obviously going to be this big gaping hole going into E3 for me where I'm be like, all right, well, what could have been? But who knows? There's a chance that they yeah. announce something before E3 comes. Like they announced PS4 back in February of, you know, 2013. And then they released it at the end of the year. So hmm. things could happen. It's exciting yeah. times, exciting times, you know? Just stoked. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I don't really have anything yet. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens though. With um, see if Microsoft. Yeah, and, that would be interesting. Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo. See, that's a big out. thing too, because yeah, yeah, now we'll like see. all eyes are on Microsoft. But like, are mm-hmm. they in a position to really announce like a bunch of new games? Like, I know they acquired a bunch of studios, but it, they can't just make a game out of nowhere. Games take so long to develop, right. and I imagine a lot of those studios are probably designing games for Xbox's next gen. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Sony's yeah. kind of just like putting the spotlight on Microsoft, and it's like one way or the other, people are gonna look at you this this year. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. We shall see. That was patch notes one one point one five point one eight. Let's move on to our voicemails, which we have a few of. We do have a few. Lead us away, Steve. All right. The first one we got. Hey, Plus One, this is Reese Collin, and I'm calling in with a Guess That Game for you in haiku format. Uh, so let's see. Demonic hordes threaten. No heroes answer the call. Do you not have phones? I trust you'll be able to figure that one out without me giving you the answer. All right, guys, keep up the good work. Oh. See you soon. Oh, shoot. I think the classic line there of, do you not have phones, is probably going to give it away. Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought he said, do you not have souls. So I was like, I thought he said, do you not have foes, F-O-E-S. So I was like, oh, interesting. Do not have phones, yeah. I am also a big fan of the haiku, because if you remember, I think like two months ago. I do. I did (laughs) all of my um, guess that games in haiku format. Yes. And it was fantastic. Wow. They were great. That was a good one. Yeah. So we actually have another guess that game. I haven't read the transcript on this and I'm going to oh. pause it because Christine has left this one, but she said she left us mm-hmm. the name okay. of the game. So I have not read this swear in my life. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Christine. Just listened to the latest episode of the podcast. Very entertaining. Uh, I love the cheat codes conversation. So I have a guess that game for you guys. Ready? A boy with many faces has a limited amount of time to save the world. Ah, shit. A boy with many many faces faces. has a limited amount of time to save the world. Many faces and limited amount of time are the two key phrases there. Yeah. What's she been playing recently? Spider-Man, which is not... It's not that. Spyro. The answer. Spyro oh, he's a dragon. is not a boy. <laughs> yeah. He's a boy dragon, though. Um, <laughs> doesn't have many faces, though. He just has the one face. The, the yeah. dragon face. <laughs> this is hard because we can't ask her... We don't have questions. Do you want me to look at the answer and then you can ask me no! questions? No, no, well, no, 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 no. Say, that, no. Way, that way at least somebody could guess No, we this. all have to guess, right. and if we're wrong, then we're wrong. Um, I'm just going to guess Kingdom Hearts, even though I don't think that's right just because i know she likes it and it is about a boy saving the world is it persona 5 oh it's persona 5 that's what it is is it it's totally what it is matt what's your guess yeah. my guess it's is persona, persona 5. 5 you're right steve you're totally right all right let's play it it's totally persona um 
I don't know. Do you have a guess? I don't have one. I don't have one. All right, we're going to play. We're going to go with that. I'm embarrassed. Steve's right. You think you got it? The answer is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh! Uh, you got it right. It's what? Not, eh, that's okay. Uh, All right, Persona guys, 5 totally fits that, like, perfectly. Majora's Mask. Oh. Mm. Uh, I think I... Sucks to suck. Oh, well. You stumped us, Christine. You stumped us. You stumped us. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is from our good buddy, Dexter. Woo, nice. Dexter. Hey, guys. It's your boy here. It's Dexter. You know who it is. Uh, you spoke briefly uh, concerning the cheat codes and stuff in the games. And you spoke briefly on, you know, the people who cheat online. That shit fucking pisses me off, for real. Um, <laughs> excuse my language. Anyways, I wanted to talk about in Halo, there was actually a glitch that you could, uh, like, you had to crouch. It was on mid, mid chip, I think, and you had to, like, crouch and, like, walk a certain way, and then you just got, like, you just jumped all the way across the map, and you could get, like, you just jumped really super high, and you could get up on this one spot with a sniper rifle, and you could just pick everybody off. And, now that, I would say, is okay, but, like, as far as it goes for, like, actually hacking into the game, that's, that's some bullshit, you know? That's just, it makes me want to go to Guatemala, you know? I'm just kidding. I would never abandon my plus one player people. Uh, <laughs> Manny, why? Anyways, guys, uh, I just became a Patreon, so there's that. Uh, love you guys. Keep, keep up the good work. That was. We so love you good. too, Dexter. Oh that my was god, that was fabulous such a good voice voicemail. Too for becoming a Patreon so supporter, we appreciate yes. it, man. Thank Great you. Great voicemail yeah. as always. Yeah, we also didn't really talk about glitches in in the cheat codes podcast. I know. I like... I really only mentioned the SOCOM one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glitches are definitely like a fun thing to explore. Yeah. I think it's still like if you're doing it in a competitive game, it's still sort of shady. However, I do like like people discovering glitches and like sharing them because I think they're hilarious. Oh yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So thank you to Reese, Christine, Dexter. You guys all gave us some great voicemails. We appreciate it so much. And if anybody else out there has anything to call in to the show about, if you have your own Guess That Games, you have any Would You Rathers, if you have any G2 CAG questions, maybe you have some things that you want to ask us. Who knows? I don't know. Matt's a little upset, even though he's not the host and he's never actually participated in one. But <laughs> give us a call at 347-509-5620. But as we wind down episode 54, please, if you've enjoyed what you've heard this episode or any of the previous episodes, go on whatever application you use to listen to us, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Attic, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, whatever it may be, go give us a like, a review, a rating, a subscription, all of the all of the things you can give us. Just give it to us all because it helps oh. us in all their algorithms and their data, and it goes a long way. We really appreciate all the support you could possibly give us. And again, if you've enjoyed what you heard, think about going over to Patreon.com/slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous. 
throw us a buck or two because like I said earlier, every single dollar that we get goes right back into the podcast to make it the absolute best it can be. We have such an amazing group of supporters. We thank them so much for their kindness, their generosity, and their love. We appreciate you. We salute you. And most of all, we're thankful for you in this spirit of Thanksgiving. So from all of us here at Plus One Player, if you guys celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday, please enjoy it responsibly, be safe, and also just have a great time. Enjoy some company with good friends, good family, good food, and good drink. And if you've enjoyed what you heard this week, tune in next week because the Game Awards, the nominees have come out. And next week, that's what we're talking about. We're going to go through some of the categories that kind of stuck out to each of us. We're going to each bring one to the table, talk about who we think is probably going to win, maybe who we think should win. And then just like last year, we're going to have a bigger discussion on the Game of the Year nomination and kind of discuss who we think deserves it and maybe we have some favorites that we wish would win we'll see it's going to be a fun discussion so tune in next week for the game of the year chat and so as we wrap up and as you guys go off and enjoy your delicious thanksgiving meals please remember that wherever you are wherever you're listening from we appreciate you and we will talk to you all very soon Why is your cat's ass in the computer? <laughs> I don't know. God damn it's it. This is absolutely outrageous. And you, you try to you try to sit here and you tell me that these cats are so great. It's just I'm trying sticking to its focus. butt in your face. <laughs> they are great, just not when they're doing that. Um. Oh, so 98%. I digress. <laughs> Back to you, no, I, Checkpoint I Matt. I agree with... <laughs>